0: Greenheart's The Vegan Vibe. Um, hopefully next week, the theme song will be slightly different. I hope to have my brother playing it on flute. This week, we're going to have a shorter podcast, and Brennan will be doing the amazingly vast majority of the talking, as I have just had my wisdom teeth extracted. So I kind of sound like a monkey with bananas in his mouth. In his mouth, because monkeys have more than one mouth.
1: Uh, so, on to Brennan. Um, Just as a general note, we're going to be posting pictures of our gardens on the website? No, the...
0: Yeah, we'll post it on our on our
1: feed. Just so you guys can check out our website and be creepy and look at all the nice vegetables we're growing. You uh, oh. <laughs> sound like a chipmunk. Anyways, hey, that's good blooper. That is a good blooper.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, okay let's. So going. the rant of the day. I was looking through a cookbook, and it claimed to be a vegetarian cookbook. It's actually not that useful. I'm not gonna mention the name or anything. It's an old one. It was written in 1995, and I was looking through the introduction. It was talking about vegetarianism and the different types of ve- vegetarians and stuff. And I found some passages that were really strange to put in a vegetarian cookbook. So they were talking about vegetarians, and I went and looked up the definition in the Oxford Dictionary. and it is, uh, So it defines vegetarian as a person who does not eat meat and sometimes other animal products, especially for moral, religious, or health reasons. Now, in this cookbook, they said that vegetarians include all sorts of different subcategories, and the- some of these subcategories included crusto-vegetarians, which are vegetarians which eat crustaceans, like crabs and stuff like that. That didn't make any sense, but wait, it gets better. They also included porco vegetarians. What the heck is that? Porco vegetarians eat pork. Let's go back to the definition of vegetarian. (laughs) Vegetarian, a person who does not eat meat and sometimes other animal products. Okay, last time I checked, pork is meat. So my sister and I were talking about this, and she's going to be featured later on the podcast. And she said something pretty funny. She said, adding O to things does not make it vegetarian. So I took a bite out of Alex the other day. So I'm a Alexo vegetarian. Mm.
0: <laughs> I took a bite out of my cat the other day. So I'm a felineo vegetarian. Actually, I'd be a felino vegan. <laughs> that sounds uh, sexy, doesn't it? Felineo. I'm a felineo vegan, baby. Nice.
1: <laughs> okay, so yeah, I thought this was really inappropriate for a vegetarian cookbook that said that the subtitle was something like "Great Meatless Dishes," and I was thinking, what? What? Why why would you include Porco vegetarians in your introduction? This doesn't make sense. So I went looking for the new edition that came out recently, and they've gotten rid of all this stuff. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. So this is obviously some kind of archaic view of vegetarianism, and I'm glad that they saw their mistake and fixed it. So that makes me happy. But for all you Porco vegetarians... I don't even know any porco vegetarians. <laughs> Call yourselves omnivores, please. And like there's nothing wrong with labels like Pacetarian, because that doesn't associate it with vegetarianism. Because, like, at the core, it's a person who does not eat meat. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the rant
0: of the week. Porco vegetarians. Call yourselves
1: porketarians. Porkitarians. Okay. Uh... So. As promised, we're gonna have the Allergy of the Week segment. Ba-ba-ba-ba. The Allergy of the Week is soy. So that means that you can't have any soy milk, no tofu, tofu, no soy sauce, no tempeh, no seitan. And that kind of sucks, especially if you're going through vegetarian and vegan cookbooks because they use soy in everything. And I don't think you have to. I agree. Yeah. So I went looking for alternatives. And just looking quickly, instead of soy milk, you can drink almond or rice milks. Alternatives to fo- tofu? I seriously couldn't think of any.
0: I don't think there are any alternatives to tofu. I personally don't really like cooking with tofu. Maybe when we interview Dino on our next podcast, we can talk about his style of cooking, which excludes... Like, is every podcast of ours going to have a phone call in the freaking middle of it? <laughs> ah! <laughs> okay, at least somebody else is picking that up. When we interview Dino on our next podcast, hopefully we'll remember to ask him about his style of cooking, which doesn't include these like artificial soy products and... PVP and all that stuff.
1: I'm feeling a sneeze coming up.
0: Good. Well, yeah. this kind of co- coincides with the whole, let's <laughs> let's drink at the same time. Let's both stop talking at the yeah. same time.
1: Okay. Sorry. Uh, oh, that was probably really gross. <laughs> Sorry. Let's talk about bread. Uh, nope, we're not there yet.
0: No, let's not talk about bread.
1: So... An alternative to soy sauce would be other seasoning. There's a multitude of different herbs and spices that you can use, and you can use them in pretty much anything from desserts to savory stews and stuff.
0: If you're looking for something similar to soy sauce, you can mix cumin with water and a little bit of salt. And it's not exactly the same, but I find it similar enough that it keeps with the other flavors that go with the recipe that you're following.
1: So for me, it's really hard to buy some things, at the store because they've added soy to so many things as just additives or for extra protein and stuff like that. For instance, I can't eat most store-bought breads. Um, but what we've began, uh, what we've done, my dad's a real big health nut. So he began experimenting with making bread because he noticed that most of our bread had soy in it. And that's really not good. Um, so, yeah, he went on this kick for about two weeks. He just baked bread every single day. It's died off a little bit, but that's because it's gotten a little warmer here, Well it had gotten a little warmer. It's now, like, is it, like, 10 degrees out right now? Celsius. Celsius. The spice of the week is... Actually an herb. Yeah. Basil! Jazz
0: hands. Basil! Basil. There's a big difference between dry and
1: fresh basil. There's a huge difference. Fresh basil has a kind of spicy quality to it. It almost has a nutmeg-y kind of flavor to it. Yeah, I agree. It, it's it's excellent. We eat it right off the plant, just just for fun. It's it's that good.
0: Don't even bother buying dry basil, really.
1: Yeah, unless you're in the middle of the winter and you don't have any plants. Like if you don't have much sunlight in the winter, like we do, we don't. We kind of are forced to use dry herbs. But if you're growing your own in the summer and you have too much, just dry it. And homegrown dried basil is way better than the store-bought kind because the store-bought kind has been sitting there for months on the shelf.
0: Actually, that said, you can get away with uh, dried basil in soups. It works all right there. Yeah. You just wouldn't be able to use it fresh on top of vegetables. We'll have a, um, well, I guess it's not really a recipe, but sort of a little thing that you can put together, kind of uh, like an antipasto um, regarding basil in the show notes. It's really simple. I won't go through it now. Check our show notes.
1: We have a nice random fun fact of the week. I was watching a pretty awesome science show, and they were talking about
0: uh, a California-based company.
1: California-based company that makes bamboo bikes. Now I thought this was pretty cool, and I told Alex about it, and he watched the video too. It was inspired by this. This guy was playing with his dog one day, and his dog was gnawing on. A piece of bamboo. And he noticed that it didn't break very easily when his dog was gnawing on it. So he decided, hey, why don't I just try making a bike out of it? And it turns out that the bike is really strong and it actually reduces vibration. So when professional uh, cyclists are using this bike, they find that it's a little less um, taxing after long bike rides. So I thought that was really neat because the alternative would be carbon fiber. And uh, the guy in the video that i saw uh, as like a little um, news clip for this tv show he flipped the bike and was like throwing it across uh, a gravel driveway and uh he said he'd never ever do that with a carbon fiber bike but because it was bamboo he was completely fine with uh, throwing it across the the driveway because it was it's that strong and i thought that was really cool and it's, it's completely green because bamboo grows like a weed in most most places. and
0: uh, At the joints of the bike, he joins it with um, hemp. hemp. So it's yeah. not even like he's using any sort of other bad materials for the environment.
1: Yeah, so it's hemp and resin that he uses. And yeah, it's really, it's really neat. This guy pioneered a, a project in Ghana teaching people how to make bikes so that they could get around in their own village, between villages and stuff. For people like nurses and doctors and teachers, so I thought that was really neat that he found an eco product and used it for good.
0: Yeah, we'll have a link in the show notes if you want to read more or watch the video regarding this
1: like garden so, segment. Garden segment. Uh, a lot of people, when they have organic garden, complain that you have a lot more bugs. And I think that
0: is a load of baloney yes. Wait, not baloney. That's not a vegetarian expression. It's a, load a load of beets. Of... A load of beets. Beets, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I disagree. Because you have all sorts of bugs, and they're supposed to be there. You have good bugs, and you have bad bugs. The good bugs are going to eat the bad bugs. But if you need a little bit more help, insecticidal soap will do the trick. The trick is that you have to pick a dish detergent to make as a base for your insecticidal soap that is phosphate-free and biodegradable. And hopefully comes in recyclable packaging. Yeah. So What you do is you fill up a spray bottle full of water and then add a couple drops of your dish detergent and a little tiny bit of vegetable oil. You just spray it on your plants and it keeps the bugs off of them. So if you have um, lettuce that's being eaten by slugs or other insects, just spray it and they'll stay away. And it works really well. You have to uh, reapply it uh, after rains and stuff, but... Sounds
0: pretty hippy to me. When you apply it, you should probably um, wear a tie-dye shirt, singing 60s songs, and dancing around in your garden. Yeah. That's that's the way you traditionally apply uh, insecticidal soap in your garden. Talking about cleaning.
1: Yeah. Segway! So the hip tip of the week is green cleaning products. You should see the way Brennan moved his head for that. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so green cleaning products. I was home alone for a little while in the summer, and my dad instructed me on how he washes the floors. And like I said, I've said before, he's a renaissance man and he hates to spend money on things that he doesn't have to spend money on. So he taught me how to make a floor cleaner or is it's pretty much an all purpose cleaner. And it works better than things like the store bought lemon cleaners and all that kind of stuff. All you have to do is step one, get a bucket. Step two, measure up one cup of vinegar, pour it into the bucket. Step three. Measure out 10 cups of water and add that into the bucket. Step four, add one tablespoon of lime juice. Now the lime juice makes it smell good and it's antibacterial. So you can either buy the bottled lime juice or real limes, really doesn't matter. And I was actually surprised at how nice it smelled because we use just the 10 to 1 ratio vinegar and water for an all-purpose cleaner in the bathroom. And it actually gets rid of soap scum. I did this at university. I was by myself cleaning my own bathroom. Yes, I am male, and I clean my own bathroom. Insert uh, clapping here. And it worked beautifully. All you ha- like, It's not that hard. And if you have a little bit of extra soap scum on your tiles, use baking soda. Yeah. Like, bicarbonate of soda.
0: We don't, I don't think we have any english listeners but we do have a listener from north dakota and one from australia yeah
1: so all you aussies i don't know if you call it baking soda but it might be bicarbonate of soda for you but yeah i hope that was clear <laughs> and to our foreign listeners
0: if you have any friends who might be interested in our podcast you should tell them so we can be biodiverse Ooh, biodiverse biodiversity that doesn't make sense yeah well it doesn't make sense geographically diverse yeah geodiverse
1: Uh, that's being edited okay so the quote of the week is by henry david thoreau and this guy is amazing he has the best quotes ever i think he wrote his book walden in 18 in the 1800s yeah he's old (laughs) it's it's pretty old and he was thinking of he wasn't a vegetarian or anything but he was pretty much rejecting society and all that which is pretty cool (laughs) and uh so the quote goes, One farmer says to me, You cannot you cannot live on vegetable food solely, for it furnishes nothing to make bones with. And so he religiously devotes a part of his day to supplying himself with raw material of bone.
0: Walking all the while, talking <laughs> behind his
1: oxen. Which, with vegetable-made bones, jerk him and his lumbering plow along in spite of every obstacle.
0: That's kind of like... In in the 18th centuries, and including to today, people have been skeptical about vegetarianism or veganism because they think that it makes you weak. But, well, Henry David Thoreau proved that wrong when he compared vegetarianism to an oxen, who is clearly a vegetarian and does all the work for us because we enslave them, but that's a different issue. (laughs) Not going to go there.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Henry
0: David Thoreau. Hope to have you on next week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and I went on a nice long walk with my little sister. I think it it was two weeks ago because Alex was away. And we talked a lot about vegetarianism and veganism because she's really looking into that. And I decided, why, does, why don't you just do an interview uh, for our show? Because she has some pretty awesome ideas for being so young. We're going to insert the, the interview here. So I'm here with my little sister, Shayla, and she's going to be talking to us today about being vegetarian as a teen and going in the vegan direction. So do you want to introduce yourself a little bit?
2: Sure. Hi, my name is Shayla, and I've been a vegetarian for about a year now, and I'm starting to head in the vegan direction. I love to be outdoors as much as possible, and I love to walk and ride my bike. I walk home from school at all times of the year.
1: Yeah, it's really funny. My dad will offer her a ride home, but she'll actually refuse it because she prefers to walk home. I was so not like that when I was little, but uh, I'm a little more like that now.
2: Yeah, so that's pretty much my life.
1: So I guess the first question, because I get to interview her, is, uh, so why are you heading in the vegan direction?
2: There are three reasons why I'm headed in the vegan direction, and those are health reasons, environmental reasons, and animal rights. And I think there are a lot of health benefits, and I mean, to me, going vegan just helps a lot of things, so... I'm really starting to get interested in it, and I'm doing my research, so...
1: Yeah, during the winter, she, uh, she was boring and reading lots of uh, good animal rights books and researching the health aspect, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Um...
2: Oh, and I'm also a strict vegetarian at the moment, so that means that I'm cutting down on the animal products that I consume, and so, I'm hoping that, shortly, I can become a vegan. Yeah. We'll see.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, what what are some of the issues for you as a, a teen vegetarian or going into veganism? Strict vegetarian as well.
2: Well, I think that the, the biggest issue with, for me, being a teen vegetarian is... The weird reactions I get when I tell people that I'm a vegetarian, and there are a lot of trucks. Wow.
1: Okay. We we were good <laughs> oh, up until this point, yeah. and then there's. There like... are no
2: birds or anything. Anyway, yeah. so I think the hardest part of being a teen vegetarian is the reactions you get from people when you tell them that you are a vegetarian or a vegan or a strict vegetarian. or yeah, whatever Yeah, I you think are.
1: we all everyone who's become vegetarian or vegan has gotten some flack in some some way. Yeah. But uh, from the stories that has told me, it almost seems a little bit worse. Because I really haven't gotten all of these funny reactions. I do have some vegetarian friends at university, but I I wasn't a vegetarian in high school, so I can't speak to that.
2: I think some of the weirdest things have happened to me, or the strangest, Our one day in gym class, I tripped over my friend because I ran into her, and yeah, (laughs) that's kind of a klutz. (laughs) That sounds pretty special, I know, but I sprained my ankle, and so some people started to say that it's because I'm a vegetarian that I sprained my ankle. Makes sense, right? Because protein definitely has to do with spraining ankles. It makes perfect sense to me. So that that's sort of when it started people talking about my being vegetarian in a bad way and uh you know they i've been called a hippie and everyone always has something negative to say it seems like but i've come to the conclusion that the best way to deal with these people is to ignore it and laugh at it because really it's i learned this from for better or for worse
1: which is an awesome comic strip comic that's trip. uh it's produced by and, and drawn by a lady from North Bay in uh, in Canada. (laughs) And, yeah, so do you want to explain it?
2: Yeah, so I was reading this comic one day and I thought that this was very relevant. One of the teachers was telling one of the characters in the comic strip that people always make fun of things that they don't understand. And I thought that that was, that's a good point. Because why, if they don't understand it, then of course they're going to pick fun at it. Because that's just what people do really it seems like
1: shale and i went on a, a walk last night and we were talking about this and this is part of the reason why she's on the show today um she made a comment that um people will tease her and then she'll end the conversation with yeah that's right i am a hippie and i thought that was really cool because she's not closing any doors she's leaving them wide open and it's we both think that it's really important that you don't actually um you, you don't tell people what to do you just share information with them.
2: And another thing is, you shouldn't listen to what they're saying because you should be proud that you're a vegetarian or a vegan. It's something to be proud about. You shouldn't be feeling bad or letting these things get to you because these people just don't understand. So, you know, there's no point in preaching. There's no point in getting upset. You just laugh at it and move on. And because the minute that they know it gets to you and that they're making you upset, they're going to do it more. Just ignore it, and eventually they will stop.
1: And even if you get through to a couple people, normally it'll be the people that aren't teasing you that you'll probably more have a better chance of uh, swaying to the this mindset. If you leave the door open for everyone, then who knows who will walk through kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it sounds kind of preachy, but...
2: Yeah, but I mean the more you tell people what to do, the less they're gonna wanna do it. Yeah. So you just have to let people learn these things on their own and not push them.
1: Yeah, come to it on their own, on their own time, in their own way.
2: And this stuff doesn't necessarily have to happen at school either. I volunteer at a local daycare and you know, we were talking me and Brendan, we're talking to some of the counselors there and you know, they just couldn't understand why we would choose to be vegetarian. That's so, so weird. And most Imagine of them that.
1: said that they couldn't, they couldn't do it because, oh my gosh, you must have such good willpower and stuff. And really, it's not that hard for for us anyways.
2: I haven't missed it a day since I became vegetarian.
1: Yeah, and sheila has been a vegetarian for, like, way longer than I have. Uh, I fell into this mindset that it was, it would be harder, especially for me because, uh, I have so many allergies, but uh, once I saw the success she had with it, and she wasn't really eating anything all that different from our normal diet just without meat. And our normal diet, let's just make this clear, is, is um, a little different from what would be considered the uh, typical American or Canadian diet. For us, meat was more of a side dish and not a main, uh, a main dish, so it was easy for us in that respect. But I, yeah, I didn't. I don't miss it, and I just think it's nasty
2: now. Yeah, I agree. Just the stuff that goes into it. Not gonna go there, but yep. yeah.
1: So the last question, I guess, is: uh, Do you think it's a good time to become a vegan uh, or vegetarian as uh, a teenager?
2: Well, I think any time is a good time. But I think you know when you're a teenager, you're you're learning new things, and you're really. Building your belief system, if that makes yep. sense. Yes. and becoming
1: your own person.
2: Yeah, so I think that's an excellent time to really do your research. That's very important, I can't stress that enough, is to do your research before coming, especially vegan, but vegetarian too. And, um, you know, just do your research and start experimenting with food. At any stage in your life, you will have some issues, you know, with, it might be your parents, or you're always going to get... Made fun of a little bit, because
1: or or people, people... just won't understand why yeah. you're doing it, and the the whole research thing is really important in that so, and uh, doing it right. You have to make sure that you're healthy when you're doing this. Otherwise, there's no point. Exactly. It's not making a statement if you're a, a sickly vegan or vegetarian. there's absolutely no point, and people won't join us if if that's happening. So make sure you do your research, please. Because you're really not doing the movement any good.
2: Yeah, like if you're a sick, anemic person with pica, standing by your locker, shoving hair in your mouth, you're kind of <laughs> nobody's really gonna want. You're probably be, gonna
1: turn off some um, of those vegeta, or, uh, some of those teenagers that you know may have been on the brink of vegetarianism. You just might. That that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah, you might have. See, as a teenager, you really have to be dedicated to becoming a vegetarian or vegan, because your parents might just think, oh, it's another phase, they haven't really done their homework, maybe we shouldn't let them do this. But if you really know your stuff, you're going to have no problem with your parents, and they'll definitely allow you to, as long as you know your stuff. And that's, again, doing your research, very important. Yep. So, and just don't listen to the boneheads who think they're all cool making fun of you, because they don't know very much. Yep. So. So
1: i guess that's about it so i'd like to thank shayla for being on the show and hope maybe that we can have her on again yeah
2: so thank you alex and Brendan, and i'm happy to be on the second podcast
1: yay
0: and we're back thanks shayla for being on our show we hope to uh, include shayla on future shows she's quite articulate for her age yes and even not for her age she's articulate
1: i know So if you have any questions or comments, please contact us at greenhearts at live.ca. So that's G-R-E-E-N-H-E-A-R-T-S at live, L-I-V-E, dot C-A.
0: And you can visit our blog at www.greenheartsveganvibe.blogspot.com. I'm not going to spell that out because we don't want to make this podcast over three hours.
1: (laughs) And if... If you didn't catch that and you want a link, an easy link to our website, just email us because that seems simpler. And if we want emails. Simpler. Yeah, and we want emails. We love them. They're really fun to read, actually.
0: And hopefully by our next podcast, we should have a, a custom website. Brent and I have to have the big talk. Um, so hopefully we can include that in our next website and integrate it into this feed so you don't have to change anything. So you precious, precious listeners don't have to interrupt your lives.
1: And so finally, we have a funny story. Um, I decided to become vegetarian for. I don't know what took me so long. Mm-hmm. Alex had been a vegetarian for about a year. Yeah. Almost a year. Yeah. Hardcore vegetarian for almost a year. And. Hardcore vegetarian? <laughs> yeah. And then became a vegan. And then I don't know what I was doing. I can't remember. All of a sudden, it just dawned on me. I was like, why? why what am I doing? Why aren't I joining in in this? So uh, I decided to become vegetarian and uh, did it for about a week. And then I decided to tell, you know, my friends. And I, I told Alex over MSN on the internet and I started it out. I, I thought it was pretty funny. I said, Alex, I'm coming out of the closet. And then Alex got all excited. And he's like, you're what? <laughs> you're coming out of the closet? Well, this is exciting. Yeah. And then uh, I, I waited for his reaction, of course. And, I was, and then I said, I'm vegetarian. And then Alex <laughs> was really disappointed I was. Yeah. And I don't think he's still, he's still not over it.
0: I mentioned this to Dino. He found it pretty funny, too. <laughs> so that will be our, our catchphrase for the next little while. We'll see if we can come up with something better.
1: Yeah.
0: Alex, I'm coming out of the closet. I'm vegetarian. Insert outro theme here. Oh, wait. We didn't say thanks for listening. Oh, my God. Okay. What was the last thing we said? We said coming out of the closet vegetarian. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Hope to catch you on our next episode. Feel free to email us greenheartslive.ca or visit our blog. <laughs> www.greenheartsveganvibe.blogspot.com And there you will find our Twitter account and our Facebook account. Uh, Yeah, so thanks for listening. See you next week.